Hey, Dirty Hour listeners, we are back. This podcast can be found on Apple Music, Amazon Music, or Spotify. In this episode, we're going to do a quick recap of A2, and we're going to dive in to Detroit Rock City. Yeah! We are back for another episode of The Dirty Hour. Man, it feels good to be back here. I did miss last week. Um, Wasn't feeling good. Had no voice. And um, still dealing with a couple issues now, but I'm good enough to come back to you guys and uh, record a show. So I'm very happy to be back Um, here with my co-host... Amanda Scudder, and he did not introduce himself. That is Mr. Colton Scudder. And that is me. That is me. The yeah. voice. The voice is throwing me off. Yeah. But, no, it feels really good to be back. Um, and, uh, I, I honestly, I missed last week. I know you did a solo pod. I listened to it. Good job. Thanks. Made me laugh a couple times. But, <laughs> um, no, uh, Amanda did a solo pod last time. And, um, yeah, I was, just like I said before, I got sick, and I legit had no voice, and so um, we're still kind of recovering, but um, better. I missed it too much. I had, to, I had to come back to you guys, so um, I'm happy to be back, and let's put on a good show. We got a lot going on in this episode, but first, before we do anything, we're going to do a really quick A2 recap. Um, A2 was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. It was nice to actually have some a, a non-mutter race. That was good. And a triple crown, which I am a fan. Of the, there's pros and cons of a triple crown. I like it. Lots of gate drops and most of the time, really good racing. The one thing that I don't like about it, we saw it in both classes, was that Cooper Webb and Levi Kitchen did not have to really race super hard in that third race. They let people by. They didn't really push to go catch and go get that race win because they already had the race kind of locked up. And, yeah. and that's something that... Like, it makes for some really great racing and really, um, I mean, I was just uh, with Cooper Webb going two two five for an overall win, which is weird. Kind of shocking. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. So, it makes for some good racing, but that, that last moto, like, sometimes you do the math, or you rather in your head, or, you know, like, big brain Jet Lawrence, or you do it like your mechanics got it on the <laughs> pit board. You know, you don't have to race and push for the front. So sometimes that third race is kind of, eh, whatever. But we did see some really good racing. Yeah, we did. And it just, you know, you guys know how I felt. I don't know what about it. I think um, I do like where the series is headed, though. Um, congrats to my boy Cooper Webb for winning. That was awesome. And all that did is really tighten up the points race. Um, yeah, AP keeping the red plate. Hell yeah. Expanding his lead, which is super cool. But it really did just tighten up the points race. Um, I believe there's, um, well, let's see here. The whole top five in points, they are within 10 points, That which is really cool to me. Of course, we're all fans here on this podcast of Jet falling back into points, which is, you know, that's something I think. And it, it's, let, let me put it this way. We give Jet a lot of shit. We do. And we're going to continue to do that. Now, it's not that we don't like the guy, at least mm. from my from my standpoint. I know you have a hatred, mm. but from my standpoint, it's he just went 22-0. and 0. He's, he's this kid that the narrative of rags the riches and will we make it and um, moving from uh, Australia over to here and we're fighting, we were poor and blah, 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 blah. That's gone. That is gone. You went 22-0. and 0. They're making millions now. You're showing up in Rolls Royces, like that narrative of that, you know, almost like the underdog feeling, it's gone now. Oh, it went bye-bye a long time ago. And so, I mean, pretty much when he crossed the, when he crossed the line and got the checkered flag at Iron Man and went 22-0, that, that book came to a close. That whole book came to a close of, of, you know, the, the family that came from Australia, the brothers and... They're poor, and now they're making it big and winning championships. That closed when he went 22-0. Yeah, his new book has a whole brand new freaking author. Yeah, and and so 
Um, it's not that I, for me, it's not that I don't like Jet Lawrence. It's just, it's it needs a, a humbling experience. This whole, oh, he's gonna break all these records and go, you know, beat you know the Kings' record of seventy two wins and da 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 da. Um, I don't necessarily. No, I don't. I don't want that to happen. Now, do I think Jet's gonna do amazing things? Yes, I do. But it's so early. He's still so young. Give it time. There's still a lot of big dogs left, and he's learning that today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, the 450 race is tightened up. Oh, oh well, tightened up. Yeah, Aaron Plessinger expands his lead to four points, which is totally cool. Um, of course, we love to see that. 250s. We saw a lot of tight racing, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Levi Kitchen gets the win. And I think this entire mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 250 mm-hmm. West Coast Championship, they're in, da- they're in danger. Oh, yeah. They are in danger. I called it from the beginning. I think Levi is going to get a win. And once he gets that win, it, it, it's he's going to start racking them up. And so, hey, now he's got him, him and Jordan Smith are tied. They got the red plate. And RJ, he fell back to eight points now. So he really needs to do something here soon. Now, eight points isn't like a ton of points, but it's a slippery slope. So it's awesome to see. Uh, Levi up there, get the win, and I just want to point out, I'm loving this. We are four rounds in, four different winners yeah. in 250 and in 450. We have eight different winners right now in four rounds, and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm there for it, and um, now, I mean, we get a whole new group yeah. of 250 riders. We get a whole new field, and it's just so exciting because we really get that feel of A2, obviously. I mean, not A2, I'm sorry. A1. But with, like, a whole new group of people. I it mean, is. Obviously, it's not A1, because, like, A1's A1. But it's still, like, really exciting. I think you still get those, like, um, at the 450 guys, no. But the 250 guys, like, yeah, this obviously is their A1. It's it's the their first round for them, and I think my prediction is that I think we're going to get a lot of weird races you know how like a1 is one of those weird races where anyone can come out and kind of kind of shock the world the rookies do really good and and you get some surprise winners or top fives or podiums you get some new faces up there it's a new year this is i'm i'm excited but i think this is going to be one of those um silly races that weird things are just going to happen yeah you know and it's it's hard I don't know. It's Detroit. You know, we're in a dome, so weather doesn't matter. You know it's not going to be a mutter. That's a good thing. I'm so, like, I think the series is about to turn in a way that not only are we getting a whole new field of 250s, but even for the 450s, for the continuing championship that's going on there, we're, we're going to start to see a little bit more of a pattern, more of a rhythm. I know we had, you know, a back-to-back mutters, one way worse than the other one, but still back-to-back mutters. I think we're about to... Get this series into a little bit of a rhythm um, when it comes to the 450 guys because now we're starting. We're going to get into a series of domes and football field stadiums. So the tracks are going to be not that they're like the same tracks all together, but similar feel. The domes and so we're going to look for dry, tacky type of racing. We're not going to have to worry about weather, and I think we're going to start this series. Start to see this series shift and start to see little patterns and. I think we're, we're about to see runs fire off. Like I said, the Levi Kitchen getting on a run. We might just see that in the 450s where whoever's got the momentum, which I got my opinions on who has the momentum right now, they're going to start taking those off, and we're going to see some changes going on in the points. Yeah, the dome racing is just nice because, you know, there's no way for the weather to affect how the track degrades. It's just how it's ridden on. So yeah. it's just, like, really cool. Um, and don't get me wrong, I do love me a good mutter, but the mm-hmm. fact that we had one round two really early, yeah. and then, like, I would call it a partial mutter, I guess, in round three, so, like, back-to-back mutters, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm, I want some good dry racing, Yeah. and I want some just your, your typical racing right now. I want to see who's going to branch away, because right now, 250 and 450, these guys are battling. The points are tight. I want to see who's going to be that guy to step up and run with it. Who's going to show that they are the big dog of the class? Yeah, and 
Speaking of Detroit and tracks and not getting tacky, the track this week, the track map, I'm honestly not super impressed with it. I'm kind of bored. It's very vanilla. Um, Extremely. It's like the most vanilla that you can get. It's not even vanilla bean. It's just vanilla. Yeah, it, it's it's not even, was it, Tillamook? It's not even like French vanilla. It's not no. vanilla bean. It's, no. It better not be French vanilla. I swear to God, if Ferrandis goes and wins this thing, it better not be French <laughs> vanilla. If he does win it, I will call it the French vanilla. That'll be the show sure. title would be French vanilla. Uh, no, the track map, I mean, it, it looks very simple. It is, I do like that this year they are starting to incorporate sand sections a little bit more. We're starting to see now, obviously, they took it away in the mud and blah, blah, blah. I do, I do think the sand, it just creates another little obstacle. And I know some people, some people are the complete opposite. Some people hate that there's sand sections. This is super cross. There shouldn't be sand sections. I dig it. It's another obstacle in there. It gets deep. It gets nasty. And if there's a battle... Um, it, it, it just adds a different flair into there and then you never know. Sand gets in the goggles and messes with things and I don't know. I dig it. But one thing that I, it, the track is very vanilla, very simple. It looks like they put two arena cross tracks together. together yeah, it, does. it, it doesn't look great, but I do like that. It's a big, long whoop section. Oh yeah. I'm always an advocate for that. And I think especially when you have this new east coast of riders coming in like i said it's like they're a1 their their energy is going to be up top they're they're going to be just kind of all their nerves everything's going to be fired up for this one shot their first opening round those whoops could cause some problems in the 250s yeah and it just makes it for exciting racing because you know the guys that are faster in the whoops and you love to see passing in the whoops and there's always some kind of crash in the whoops so i'm sure we're going to see that on saturday well and it's the whoops going leads right into, into the, the sand, sand section. so i yeah. think that i think that is the one cool section that i really see here on um, the rhythm section looks like they could probably bust out um one of the sections i'm really looking at looks like they really could quad quad and i don't think the 250s but the 450s, uh, I really do think, it based on the track map, it looks like like a quad quad. And that, if, if that comes to fruition, that'll be really, really cool to see that. Yeah, and I am also really excited for that sand section because if you've never ridden in sand before, it if you're not just like blasting over it, it gets really, really deep and the ruts get really nasty. And they can just fall apart at any second, honestly. So... The fact that they have that sand section right in the turn is like going to be super exciting. Well, it's supposed to be sand with like little rollers in it too. So hopefully, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see. Obviously, you know they change the track the day of Constantly, all the time. Yeah. So we'll we'll see exactly what happens. But let's dive into this um, East Coast two fifty class. East Coast baby. Uh, I am excited. I think this coast is going to be a lot more exciting than the west coast now the i was i i thought that from the very beginning i thought the west coast entry list was just very yeah I, I felt the east coast was pretty stacked but i'm actually looking at it now what? now the west coast has been pretty damn yeah, good like, it has been it well at first going into a1 it didn't look super stacked in my mind i was like yeah there's some hitters but you know whatever now that we moved over here to the east coast and we we're through four rounds of west coast it's actually turned out pretty. We got two red plates going into the, the yeah. next West Coast round. So, yes, the racing has been very good, but I am excited about this East Coast. In my mind, it is stacked. I mean, yeah, guys, I'm gonna be totally honest with you here. Um, I was so focused on West Coast, I kind of forgot about East Coast a little bit. Um, going into this episode, I uh, I was like, oh yeah, oh hey, oh hey, Pierce Brown, oh hey, Hayden, D I know Hayden Dean was yeah. there, but oh yeah, like. I was like, oh, shit, I kind of forgot about you guys. You're like the little redheaded stepchild. Sorry, Jesse. Um, well, yeah, sorry, Jesse. <laughs> um, but no, this East Coast, first of all, like the top people that I've been hearing headlines around for the last couple weeks is the big hitters. The people are like, they're looking so good at the test track. They, they're flying all this stuff. Obviously, we know Hayden Deegan. Oh, yeah. The only issue is I do not like what's going on over there. First, they said he wasn't going to race. And then they said he was, he was going to race. And then they said, no, he's he's out until outdoors. He's not going to race Supercross. Oh, he got his tonsils out. That's why. No, it's coming out now that he had a practice crash and he hurt his wrist. He's barely been riding. Um, now it's the Deacons. Okay, let's let's be real. They put on a show. They it, This is where it comes down to it. Is this true? And he comes in and... Puts on a mediocre 
realistically, him mediocre is top five. Yeah. You know, I think he can reel in a top five. Or is he playing this off, throwing everyone off, and really he's good to go? He's going to come in and just freaking annihilate the field. Like like they're saying, oh, I was injured and I'm not haven't been on the bike too much and all that stuff. And now, like, he's setting the bar low for him to just blow it out of the water. Or is he actually hurt and telling the truth out there? I think, like, for sports, like, for, I don't want to say sportsmanship, for showmanship. His family is making up this big old, oh, he had a crash, his wrist, oh my gosh. I mean, even on Racer X, it says he had an off-season, like, crash, and that resulted in a quote-unquote badly sprained wrist. And, like, how badly can you really Well, my, my only issue is that that just came out. But yeah. you go back a couple weeks ago, yeah, like, and they were saying his tonsils oh, and everything. So yeah. what what is the truth? Are they just trying to, I don't know. I don't know really what to expect, but if Hayden Deegan is at the gate, you know, you expect some fireworks. He's the Deegan. You expect it. So, yeah. you know Deegan's going to be up there. Oh, yeah. The man I'm picking for the championship this year. Oh, boy. Austin Forkner. All right. All this right. has got to be his year. If, it, if, it, if I swear to God, if he doesn't make it through this first round, if he doesn't make it through Detroit, I don't even know what to think anymore. Oh, He's God. had the, just the worst luck. Now, granted, I think what he needs to do is come back to the starting line and down some pixie sticks at the starting line like he used to. <laughs> that, that's what he used to do. He, he shocked the world when he started doing that stuff. And everyone's like, oh, what's he doing? Oh, it's a new kind of, you know, different kind of sugar and all that stuff. I think he needs to go back to that. He, or at least just that form of himself. Um, I must say, for everyone that doesn't know how, like, carbohydrates work, a pixie stick is, like, straight carbs. So when you take that and you eat it, like, right before a race, it's just going to give you energy. So I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't actually like literally just pixie sticks. It, so. No, it was. Yeah, which is like he literally. That's what it was. But like, no, it wasn't anything specialized. It was just pixie sticks. No, that's what he said. He yeah. said it was pixie sticks. Yeah. So, um, no, I I think this is Forkner's year. I mean, you, I follow his career much like, uh, Cinderella. They were amazing. They got wins and were battling for championships. All the all this good stuff. They got hurt. They got hurt, got hurt, got hurt, got hurt. Got hurt again. And then they finally pulled it together, won a championship, and then moved up to the 450s. And I think this is Austin's year to do oh, it. Oh, okay. I okay. really do. It, it's following the same path. Forkner, though, I mean, obviously, like we said before, A1, everyone says they're flying at the test track. But yeah. um, I think we all know Forkner has a speed. And it, it's a real bummer. The last two years of Supercross, he was battling Jet and doing good, getting some race wins and all that stuff. And then Jet cross-jumped them, and they both went down. And Jet Jet got up and rode off, and Forkner was down, and he was out for the entire season. And then we saw him again. We're like, okay, Forkner's back. And he made it down the sh- halfway down the start straight before obliterating Mark, his knee. Mark. Yeah. No, that was all. That's, like, just heartbreaking, you know. And just another reason why I don't like Jet. I don't know. Well, it here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know. You, Sorry, guys. You, I will never get off that soapbox. When you have a grudge, it's very hard to get you off of that. But It's, it's so hard. Um, she holds lifetime grudges. Um, but, no, I, I just think, uh, I, I do think this is Forkner's year. And another name that I've heard out of there now, it's, it's not necessarily out of left field because he has had some momentum, but it's definitely a long shot. And a lot of people are saying title. He is a title contender. Is Max Anstey. I... He's he's older, so he's more mature and all that stuff. My only issue is is like he's got some tough competition. They say he's yeah. flying at the test track, blah 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 blah. Could he could he I don't say I don't think he's a he's a championship contender. The only way I could see him being a championship contender is he just again dungies it. He just be on that podium. Be he's that you know, right? yeah, you got Deegan and Forkner. Be that third, fourth, or fifth place guy, but be there every single week yeah. and let these kids make the mistakes. And Anstey could be there. He could be there at the end. But for him, I mean, I don't know. It, it is a long shot, but I do see him being on lots of podiums this year. I don't know. I feel like he looked pretty good towards the end of outdoors um, this past year. I don't know. I feel like he might be able to get up there. He might pull a dungy. We don't know. I mean, even though he has a lot to contend with, still, being consistent and... Getting on the podium, I feel like, is how you get the championship, right? Well, you just got to be consistent. And, I mean, he could pull it off. Yeah. He could pull it off. Yeah. 
Um, a- another couple names. We got Jeremy Martin, who's back. And yeah. what a career I n- did not think. After he broke his arm at an outdoors at uh, Hangtown, which we were there. We saw that. That was nasty. Um, he's back. I did not think he was coming back, which uh, I'm happy. In. I- I'm a big J-Mart fan. Um, I don't have really high expectations. He used to be crazy fast, but then... He came back, I think it was last last year in Supercross, and he did all right. He did all right. Wasn't like a top guy or anything. He did all right. He's, you know, that 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 four to seven range is kind of where I see him in there. Um, not too much going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope he has a good season. He's, he's kind of been. He just right needs now. to. He just needs to stay healthy. He's been, yeah, kind of he, here, and so I just hope he. The, with with his age and injuries and his brother just retired, I would not be shocked if this is his final final uh final run through the season this year. Um another big name we saw last year, Tom Vial. He's coming back, the man from France. He okay, this is his second year doing Supercross. His whoop speed needs to be better. That's what killed him last year. But again, he was a rookie. Now this year, coming into whoop speed, he you would think they got it figured out. His teammate, Juju Bomer, um, on the West Coast, he, he's he's crazy good through the whoops. And then I understand it's the 450s, but you look at the 450 guys in there, Plessinger's bike is killing it through the whoops. Sexton's killing it through the whoops. So hopefully, I know it's 450 and 250, but hopefully they're kind of coming together. And hopefully, I, I think they got it right. But one thing with Vial, I'm calling the shot now. Tom Vial wins Daytona Supercross. Oh, shit. I really do. Vial's starts have always been great, and now it's a more outdoorsy-ish Supercross. I think Tom Vial wins Daytona. Um, I don't disagree with that. Also, guys, I really think I mixed up Tom Vial and Max Anstey. I'm not going to lie. When I was talking about Anstey earlier, I'm pretty sure I was trying to talk about Tom Vial. Yeah, you, um, said, you said Max Anstey in outdoors, and I was like, yeah. mm, I don't think he raced outdoors. So this is like part of my charm, guys. I like watching sports, but I also like feel like I don't actually really know a lot about sports. She's not lying. Um, yeah, so I just come on here, I do my homework, like I freaking take notes during the races and stuff for you guys. It's all for you. Um, but I definitely was talking about Tom Vial. I really like that guy. I think he has good speed. His starts are excellent. And I think that's a good prediction for sure. At Daytona, it's a great track. It's kind of his speed, like coming from over from like France over to the states mm-hmm. that's kind of a good track yeah. for him to kind of display his skills well i think it's just year number two you know he's going into his sophomore year of supercross you got it you got it just assume he's upgraded in some areas and i think the biggest area he needed the starts were great uh, and he battled out he, he did some good things it was the whoops and you got to think year number two under his belt i think he's uh headed in the right direction we got um we got both the kawasaki boys well actually not boy both we have all three, if you include um, Austin Forkner. But we also have Seth Hemmaker and Cameron McAdoo. It's good to have these boys back. I kind of put them in the same category. I, I think they're frisky. I don't, you know, I, I know we saw McAdoo get some wins and on the podiums and stuff like that. I yeah. believe it was last year or two years ago. But I just don't, you know, I, I think they're frisky. Maybe three, four, five, six range. Um... But who knows? Obviously, I mean, they got that bike humming. Um, Max Volan and Levi Kitchen on those exact same bikes on the West Coast are killing it. So maybe maybe Mitch and Pro Circuit finally got these bikes figured out and they can compete. I mean, we've seen it. They can compete power-wise against these Yamahas. Maybe they got this figured out and we could be all wrong and these Cowboy Boys are fighting up there for wins. I feel like they're going to be fired up because their teammates have been riding really good. They've been performing well, except for, you know, Max Bowen. Sorry, guy, because you're out. But their teammate, Levi, I hope they give them a good push. And, you know, I'm sure they're training together because they're on the same team. Oh, yeah. So I think they're just going to be fired up for the season. And I hope to see a lot out of these three. Yeah. Um, as long as they don't yard their shit. Yeah, and that's so. valid. We've seen McAdoo wad up a ton. Yeah. He doesn't McAdoo. He McAdoots in... <laughs> Yeah, no, you don't want to. He he's crazy fast, but he wads a lot, and so does Hammaker. They just those two. I, I actually, you know, all three. You got Forkner, McAdoo, and Hammaker. They are all very fast, very talented. 
but they weed. They like to weed. Like and so, very, very hard. Yeah. That's why they get injured so often. Exactly. Um, who I'm excited to see who did he's been doing some off road races, which I uh obviously he's earned my respect there. Um on the Honda team, Chance Hymas. He oh, yeah. He he looked good last year. He had some good rides. He was a solid top 10 guy, but he only did a couple rounds last year. He didn't run the full season. Now, this year, he's actually doing the full East Coast. He's in that situation as not as quite as Vial, but I have him where I think he's going to do pretty good just his rookie year. Clock in those top 10s and try, and try and get as many top 5s as possible and just stay healthy. Because I think come Daytona Supercross, I think that's where he's going to be really good. That's going to be his wheelhouse. But outdoors, I think this kid's going to smash at outdoors. I'm not saying he's going to be a title contender. He's still a rookie. But I think he's going to do very good. I think he has a bright future. He just needs to stay healthy. And that's the thing. You get a lot of these rookies, bright futures, and they weed themselves in Supercross. They, I think I just, instead of pressuring for wins, and I understand teams have a lot of money in time and energy involved in these writers. But I, I truly believe that your rookie season, get through it. Just survive. Just clock in lap times, qualify well, go from gate drop to checkered, and get as many top tens as possible. And get to those outdoors, and then just, again, survive that as well. And then that way you come in as maybe a, maybe not a title contender, but you, you kind of graduate. Survive your freshman year, your rookie year, your sophomore year. Start looking for those those top fives, those podiums. Start getting your name out there. And by year three, you should be a full-fledged title contender. That's the way I believe rookie ranks should move up. That's what my expectations are for a lot of rookies out there. Teams might have something different, but that's what I believe for not only Chance Hymas, but Daxon Bennett on the, uh, Star Racing Yamaha. And then there's a handful of other ones in here. Uh, Jet Reynolds, they all need to just kind of take their time um, because I think these rookies, they, they rush into it so fast. Not everyone is a Deegan. Not everyone's a Jet Lawrence. It takes time. You know? Yeah. No, I, and honestly, like, Chance Hymas not really, like, pinging anything on my radar from last year racing. So I hope to see good things out of him. I, I feel like that's a fair expectation as a fan to kind of, want that progression of skill to get there so i hope to see good things out of him um sad news though for this weekend um enzo lopes will not be racing i am um kind of bummed about it that was a huge thing in the off season he was supposed to be with the uh the club mx muck off yamaha team and um then money things contracts whatever got moved around it was such a weird situation um so he ended up moving from there and got an upgrade spot to Star Racing Yamaha, but now that he's there, he's not. He doesn't really. He doesn't race outdoors, and so he only has Supercross. And so, what's weird to me is that he's hurt, but he already said he's going to be at round two. Oh, really? On Racerx, it says he has no ETA for. Return. No, I, he, on his Instagram, he posted something like "see you at round two. Oh. My my only thing is is if you know you're going to be at round two, because here's the thing, it goes East Coast this weekend. Yeah. And then it goes back to West Coast next week. Oh, so you think so then he has better. a week. He has a week off. So really, you're looking at like two and a half, three weeks to for of rest time if he misses round one. Yeah. Uh, for them, so he he does have more rest time, but it, I, I get it. You know, it, it he's hurt, blah blah blah. But it, it does suck because I think last year Supercross was really cool to see him um, up there fighting it. And, and you look back, Enzo, years ago, it just he wasn't. Uh, wasn't up there. He wasn't a top guy or anything like that. I'm not saying that he's going for race wins, but he was up front. Triple crowns. He got the good starts. He was always kind of in that kind of mix. He's and there. And uh, I, you can see that his career, his speed, his skill, everything was on the rise. And then he, he finally got his break. He's on Star Racing Yamaha. Um, arguably one of the best bikes out there uh, in that 250 field. And now he's hurt. Yeah, just such, such a bummer to see him kind of developing into the rider that we think he's going to become, and then he's out with a forearm injury. 
it's a it's tough like, one. Well, it's just a bummer. It's a tough one. Um, also out for this weekend, well, out for probably the rest of the season, Styles Robertson had that big surgery on his wrist. Yep. And then uh, Dylan Schwartz tore two ligaments Who's in his right hand. Schwartz? <laughs> um, apparently he's supposed to be missing the first couple rounds of the East Coast season. So that's telling something. Yeah, I mean, all those guys, I mean, um, none of them are real uh, big hitters. I know uh, Dylan Schwartz, he's he's a LCQ-ish guy, you know. Hey, it is tough. We're losing some guys already, but I think this field is going to be awesome. And there's a lot of names that we didn't mention, but um, we're going to move on to the 450s now. But I, I'm very excited for this 250 class. Get them started. Get them racing. Um, let's see. Let's see a race. I'm, I'm pumped on it. I, I so so. Who do you have for the East Coast Championship? Oh God. I have. Um, I'm going my boy Forkner. And then for the for the race win though, let's go Forkner. I'm just doubling down on Forkner. Double down. Um, I'm just gonna say uh, immediately, just two sheets to the wind. Hayden Deegan for the championship. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, he won the SMX title, uh, and I feel like he could be a contender. So I'm just gonna send it, I guess. Um, who's cool... so then? Who's winning Detroit? Oh. I honestly don't know, you guys. Again, this is like the ugly redheaded stepchild. You just gotta I... throw a throw a name out there. Just All throw right. a dart. I'm just gonna dart it, and I'm gonna say this name because I've been looking at it for the past like couple minutes, and we have not mentioned him, Lorenzo Lercusio. You really think he's gonna win? Fuck it. He may not even make the main event. Fuck it. <laughs> oh my god. See guys, I told you I really just East Coast kind of So, it, so. <laughs> I mean Lorenzo. Alright. From Venezuela. Do me proud, buddy. I bet you he doesn't even make the main event. So if, you, if he doesn't, I will do something embarrassing. And we'll take a picture of it and put it on my Instagram. Okay, you heard it here first. There you go. I hope he doesn't make the main because we're gonna make her do like a lemonade stand outside or something like that. I'll do it. Something I don't if know. It's known, I'll do it. Lemonade. We'll see about that. It'll be the most popular lemonade because inflation nowadays. Yikes. Kids are wanting a dollar for a glass of lemonade nowadays. Ridiculous. <laughs> new topic. <laughs> new topic. All okay, right. The 450s. We're going to bounce over to the 450s. We got round five going into the 450s, and there are some hot topics that uh, I kind of want to go over here. Okay. Yeah, let's go. So the 450s. We know we're not getting a mutter. Okay. No. We've had four different winners. Are we going to get a fifth? Does the streak continue? I kind of hope so. Um, so let's go over it. Like, who, who is a contender that hasn't won yet to keep that streak going? Wait, so who's won? So We've far? got Eli Tomac has not won. Okay. okay. And he's someone that very well could. That, that third moto at A2, it looked like classic Tomac. It did, yeah. He was flying. Yeah. And he kind of just ran away with it. Um, that very well could happen. So he needs, he could very well get a race win. We haven't seen this, and I don't know if I want to call him a, a potential race winner. We know he's got skill and all that stuff, but it's just like this black cloud following him and his starts have been just trash. Yeah. But it's Hunter Lawrence. Do you think he can get up there at all? Ah, uh, he's not giving me faith past couple weeks no to like okay. believe that he could do that honestly we have ken roxon oh i would love to see him win a race and we have jason anderson Look. those are the people that i truly believe actually you no know, hunter lawrence no i just kind of threw it out there because we we know what he's capable of we just haven't seen it on the 450 yet and he trains with jet so you would think maybe but he, no but uh um, no. So the, the the big three would be Tomac, Roxon, and Anderson. Do you think any of them is gonna get it this weekend? Um, I feel like I got a feeling about Anderson. Yeah. I I'm a diehard Kenny gal. I love Kenny Roxon, but I just feel like I don't know. I feel it in in the in here. I'm trying to get my heart. I feel it in here. El Hombre. He's gonna get the win this weekend. I feel it. I mean, I I, I just hope the streak continues. Um, another topic that I have, so like with Tomac winning uh, motor number three, do you think he's fully back? Do you think there's he didn't benefit from any of the squirreliness that there was or with Webb 
letting people buy and not worrying because it, it's more of the looking at the points. He already had the win in the bag. Webb didn't have to go chase after him, and Webb was on fire that night. So do you think Tomac is back, or was it more so he kind of got lucky because people were kind of playing the point system in the Triple Crown? I think he got lucky. I mean, I would say Tomac's probably like 75 80% back. Okay. Maybe not 100 I mean, especially with people letting him buy, people just literally, they're like, oh, yeah, just go. And you're like, why are you doing that? And, you know, we talked about how, like, the – the points didn't matter, and that's why they're letting people buy. Yeah, I get that, but you can't say someone's a hundred percent back if they're giving you literally on a silver platter. Here, please pass me. There you go. Okay. So I'd say he's like eighty percent back. There's a good chance he could win, but I don't think this is this is the race. Yeah. Well, so here's here's kind of where I'm at with things. I think Tomac, he's he's climbing the ladder. Okay. So uh, eighty-one, not good. The mutter was good, but it was a mutter. Then the next mutter was eh. And then he actually did pretty damn good at this Triple Crown. I have a feeling that he's he just climbing those ladders, getting warmed up. Here's the issue, okay? The championship is so tight. Tomac has not done great. No. The, the start of the season. But he's only 10 points back. Yeah. Here's the issue, like this kind of a scary thing, was we know Tomac's ability and the more and more these guys keep dicking around and crashing and everyone, new winners, which I'm all for it. I'm all for new winners and keeping a close championship. Here's the issue. Eli Tomek is a sleeping giant right now. And he's okay. waking up. I think he's waking up. And it takes a lot for me to say that because I'm not the biggest Tomek fan out there. But I have a feeling he's a sleeping giant and the points are still tight. And he, all he's doing is getting better and better. And better and once he's fully awakes and he, we see and it could happen this weekend if tomac comes out there gets that start and kind of runs away and let, gets away from the drama lets the drama happen behind him and he kind of runs away with it and he gets a win this weekend i that giant's awake you think he's back if he wins if, this weekend if tomac wins this weekend um even a podium i'd say he, he's back I, I i really would if if tomac finishes on the podium I believe he's back, and the rest of these guys just awoke a sleeping giant. I really want to. I want Et to be back because I want to see him battle with Jet and hold him off. That's really what I want to see because we haven't really had a chance to experience that because he's been gone, slash not in his game the first part of the season. So well, we haven't seen it, and a lot of people are wanting yeah. that, but it's not even not even that. So Jet this season is proving that he's human. Tomac. We, we Everyone wants to see that Jet-Tomac battle, like you said. Yeah. But even on top of that, Anderson is looking like 2022 Anderson again, where he's he's looking really, really good. He's on one. Webb sure. back on that Yamaha. He got his first win. He's fired up. You have Sexton, who is defending champion. We all know Sexton's fast. We all know. Yeah. Knock on wood. But he isn't, he hasn't, you know, boy yo yoinged and went over the front. Like he did almost every single round on the Honda. Yeah. He hasn't done that yet. And then Plessinger, back-to-back red plate holder. Yeah. And he's holding strong. And he, now we're, we're looking at a same thing, 20-minute plus two, dry track. He did very well. He, did, he got fourth yeah. at a, a1. Now, with that being said, though, we're back to a standard format, 20-minute plus two, dry, normal track. Last time we saw that. Jet Lawrence walked away with it. Just, yeah, because he had a good start. Just walked away with it. Because he had a good start. He did. He did. But what I'm saying is, like, even in the Triple Crown, he would get okay starts and he would battle through. And those are shorter races. My one concern is, I know Jet had these funky crashes and stuff going on. My one thing is, now you have a standard race. Even if he gets, like, a an eighth place start or whatever. Now he has a standard None of these short races, no mud. It's a standard race, 20 minutes plus two. He can get momentum and get back up there. So if Jet doesn't get the start, whoever does get the start needs to pull away and pull away quick and not get caught up in the drama, or you hope that Jet gets caught up in the drama. No, I I just think since that whole thing, I think Jet's starting to get into his head, and he's that's affecting how he's riding, and that's why he's crashing. 
So I really think that's going to continue into this week. I think Anderson is still going to take the opportunity to line up right next to him if he can. He'll do it. He'll do it. Um, and I just want to see the, I want to see it continue. If someone can get into your head that easily, you don't deserve a championship in my mind. If you can't separate yourself from the drama that you yourself created to go and win, you don't deserve it. Well, you know, one thing that we, we thought we might see but we didn't really see it is um, a continuation of that Jet Jason Anderson like like rivalry, the drama, the heat that was created, the tension, all that the stuff. Debacle. We didn't really see it. So is, is there a chance that that carries on or is it like what is that washed on because you know all that happened and then we're kind of hoping, you know, oh, we got triple crown, we got three gate three different races, three gate drops. Are we going to see Jason Get after Jet. Are we going to see that hit? But in all reality, Jason got good starts, and Jet did not. And the one race that Jet actually beat Jason, I'm pretty sure, was Jet got a good start, and Jason went down early because yeah. of his own doing. He ran into the back of Aaron Plessinger and then went down. Yeah. But we didn't see that altercation go, on, go down. Um, so, I mean, there is a chance. Jason's starts have been better than Jet this year. Maybe maybe we see that retaliation come back this week. You know, I just think it's going to continue to be a net mind game for Jason Anderson because you, how Jason Anderson carries himself, yeah, he'll be pissed at you for a couple days and he'll let it go. Like, he's an adult. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think he's still going to fuck with Jet because he can. He's going to be like, oh, I'll just like wind up next to you, no big deal. And Jet's going to be like, I'm like, oh my God, he's wind up next to me. No. I like, just, let I just it go, think... Jet. Just like race your race, dude. You can get back up there, but... Someone that I think is going to be about who one needs it, and I've been calling him man on my fantasy. I've been putting him up there every week, and and he keeps failing me. But it, it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Ken Roxon, oh. he he he's such a good rider, and he's put up good lap times and qualifies well. And even during the race, he makes good moves. He just been struck down by first turn crashes and just bad luck situations. I love to see a bounce back from him. If he, he needs to get a top five here, he's already twenty three points down. We need something out of K Rock, and I I don't know. I've been so help, hopeful of it. Like I said, my fantasy Supercross stuff. I've been putting him like on the box every single week, and I've been just getting torn up in fantasy. It, let's just say my scores are not good. Yeah. The thing about Kenny, I feel like, as soon as he starts having, like, a bad race, he'll have a bad race. Like, he'll crash, and he'll try his darndest to get back through the pack, but I think once he has a crash under his belt, he's just kind of in a funk. Yeah. So it's hard for him to get back into that mindset of being like, I'm in a race, I'm here to kick ass, I'm awesome. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as you crash, it kind of crushes your spirit a little bit. So yeah. I feel like his spirit just got is getting a little, a little crushed, but... I do hope to see something out of him because I love Kenny. Kenny R, you're my, you're my guy. Um, he waved at me once at Hangtown and I literally died. It was awesome. Sploosh. Um, not sploosh. Just like I want to be your buddy, but uh, mm. maybe sploosh for Colton. I sploosh. Oh god. Anyways, um, that would be great to see him. <laughs> would be great well, to see him do, up do, there. You know what? The storyline that we're gonna get this weekend, and and we're gonna get it quite a bit. We're going to get a redemption tour of Aaron Plessinger. The return to Detroit. Oh. Where Detroit, we thought he had his first win. And heartbreak struck on the last lap. Oh. He went down. He would have had his win a year ago from today. Or this weekend. He would have had his first win. And it just... Other plans happened. And he went down and uh, ended up DNFing. So do you, do you think we're going to get a bounce back ride from AP? I think we should. He's been riding amazing and not talk about like a redemption coming back to the place where you almost had your first win and every it's just heartbreak and you can't you're coming back you got your win and now you have the red you plate. have the red plate yeah you go from a win to a podium he's literally gone four five one three that's amazing for yeah. Aaron Plessinger that's awesome and I think he's proving that he's one of the guys and he I you can see it in his interviews. He thinks he's one of the guys. That no, confidence in all all time high right now. He all is. time high. No, he, I I just hope he comes into this race and fucking annihilates it. I hope he wins. I hope he kicks ass, and I hope he keeps that freaking red plate because he's earned that shit. He's been in this class a while, 
and he's finally getting into his stride on his bike. I'm excited. He's my pick for this weekend. I want him to kick some ass. So, so you got AP winning this weekend? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'm going with my boy Chase Sexton. Um, I think Chase Sexton takes back the red plate this weekend, and because he needs to. Like I said, not only with we're getting into stadiums, football fields. I think this is where Jet kind of starts coming to alive, and there's no more of these funky mud races into a triple crown and all this stuff. I, I'm a little worried that Jet's going to catch fire. But on top of that, I think Eli Tomac, he's, like I said, sleeping giant, and he, he, he's waking up. And um, I think those two are gonna about to come up there and, and start doing some doing some work in those points. So I think this is a very pivotal round for Sexton to come out with the win, leave, or he doesn't even need to come out with the win, but he needs to come out, leave Detroit with that red plate, come back West Coast, and um, kind of insert his dominance into the season now because, like I said, we're getting into a string, and I, I feel like we're going to get into a pattern. People are going to start figuring out who the real big dogs are. We've, we've had four different winners, but look at the first four rounds. Jiraiya won. San, Diego, or, uh, San Francisco, what an absolute mutter. Muddy. And they go to San Diego. Slightly, it was again. A, it was a mutter, but not as bad. It was just really ruddy. It wasn't that ruddy, tacky? Just a muddy. Yeah, just a little muddy. And then you go into finally, we have another. We have dry weather back at A two, but it's a triple crown. All four races so far have been weird. We have four different winners. We're going on to a string of domes, string of football fields. I think this in these next few weeks are so pivotal for whoever thinks they're going to win the championship and be one of the guys or one of the contenders or the big dog is pivotal. These next couple weeks are huge in my mind. Uh, but I'm going Sexton to win. Uh, we've seen it before. He's, uh, I think him and that KTM is a great bond. I think he's got a great shot at this title. And he's my pick this week to win. I think he's just going to keep keep it cruising on. If he doesn't win, let's dungeon this thing all the way through. Yeah, I would actually also be happy with, like, 1-2 Sexton pressing her because I think with that finish, AP still keeps the red plate. He, he does. He so... does keep the red plate. It'll it'll be close. He does keep it, but um, they're just another person that's got all the momentum in the world right now, and it's Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb's yeah. been on fire, and then it just it's so tight. Honestly, you look at the points right now, Plessinger, Sexton, Webb, Jet, Tomac, Anderson, yeah. and you can't forget... Roxon in eighth and Barsha in ninth. Literally any of those guys can come out and win. We've seen it before. Yeah. And so um, I'm excited for this these next couple races, and I'm excited uh, to get. This is going to be a big round for Detroit. There's a lot of storylines. East Coast coming in. 450 points championships getting tight. Going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm just bring it on, guys. If um, East Coast might be the uh, ugly redheaded stepchild, does not mean I'm not excited to see it. So let's freaking do it it's gonna be exciting um thank you to everyone who listens to this uh i am back full time we'll have a a what is it detroit recap, recap sunday oh you know it might be and we might end up be pushing it back to monday it all depends um we are racing we are racers who do this racing podcast we do have a local series coming up uh, moran racing yeah and round one of our championship season so we will be racing. I'm racing Saturday, and Amanda's racing Sunday. Yeah. So uh, depending on how this weekend goes and what time we get back and unload and all that stuff, uh, we might be able to squeeze in a pod Sunday night. If we do not, it will be on Monday. But just that's just a quick uh, thing in advance. But we look forward to uh, an amazing re- weekend racing ourselves and uh, watching racing. Yeah, the race is going to be great, and I'm hoping we'll have a little bit of time during our recap to also review the Moran race. Locally. Yes, we will. So, how, how are you feeling going into round one for yourself? I'm a little nervous. I haven't honestly been on the bike a lot, but we went riding the other weekend, and I felt really good. I'll so. tell you what, you you rode very well. I, I, I think that this is going to be a, uh, a breakout season. Uh, as many of you guys know, but some of you don't know, Amanda has been racing now only for a couple years. I kind of got her into racing, and she's on a 22 KTM 250, and she went into her novice season and got a couple race wins and got bumped to amateur, and she ended up finishing second in the championship, which was pretty cool. And 
uh, and we took a couple years off, and we're we're just diving back into it. So um, she's racing amateur class. I would not be shocked if she gets bumped to expert by the end of the year. And then I'm racing the expert class in Moran. Um, haven't done a Moran race in over two years, so this should be interesting. I don't really have any uh, expectations, but I'm just kind of yeah, gonna go out there and I don't I. I'm just going to go out there and just have fun with it, get get to yeah. the finish. I haven't done one of these races in a long time, and um, I've been dealing with sickness, and I just haven't been able to be, – been, I haven't been to the gym in two weeks. Uh, we did a tiny little 11-mile ride last week, and, I, you know, I haven't been on the bike much. I haven't been in the gym. I'm probably going to get my ass kicked, but – um, it's okay. It's only round one. It's a long season. Yeah, it'll be fun, and um, we can come on the pod and kind of do a review of the first Moran race, race of the season. So if y'all are local, come and take a listen to that. Yeah, come listen to it. But not only that, if you are a Moran racer or just a racer in general, you know, wherever you're from, if you're a racer, um, hit us up on Keep It Dirty USA on Instagram. Reach out to us, and we can phone you in, and let, let's get an interview going. Let's talk about you and your racing and your series and and uh, what what your past and what your future plans look like. Let's get that into it. We'd love to get some guests on here, yeah. um, some more guests. Maybe maybe we'll get a special guest on here because also this Sunday, um, one of our previous special guests, Ian Prince, his son Watson, who's our nephew, is doing his first dirt bike race ever. He's rocking a PW50 and he's doing his first Pee Wee race ever. Uh, it's about a mile and a half course for 45 minutes. Um, I'm stoked We're i'm psyched. i'm gonna freaking lose my mind run it like chasing after that kid um but no so we'll have so yeah next podcast might be sunday night might be monday but we'll keep you posted and on social media on when this thing gets posted out there but thank you all for listening we can't do this without you guys because obviously you listen and um we just we thank you so much and we look forward to an epic weekend I hope you go get outside, go ride. If you can't ride, get outside, go do something fun, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Later, boys. On the flip side.